gentlemen to yet another episode oh, woof, woof, woof. of the three wise guys podcast it's your boy aria i'm here with the dog the the lockbow dog i'm here with luke lou and actually it's just it's just me and the lockbow in the building again you know we finally got the setup going for you know being able to have all the mics in one place and luke's not here yeah. yeah. Yay. Round of applause. Round of applause. Woo, wait, I have to step Oh, up. fuck. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's my fault because, you know, today I'm sitting beside Arya, like, with the laptop, and I'm going to have to make sure he does all the sound effects. Like, now I can't complain from my apartment anymore. <laughs> I can just, like, kick him on the couch and be like, yo, hit the claps. <laughs> yo, laugh at that shit, bitch. <laughs> no, no, just hit the claps. Not even laugh. I don't need your laugh. It's a little too fake for me. Uh, I prefer the fake laughs. The fake laughs, yeah. Yeah, like, see that? Oh, okay, yeah. The real tough part about if, like, once we eventually start, like, if God ever, because, like, I mean, next Monday, we're not really going to be able to do it either. <laughs> no. Um, but if we ever film in the same room, like, it'll be like, damn, like, mans can't really be on their phones or shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> it'll be the most engaging you've seen us. Like, yeah. Well, actually, say. next week, Luke and I will be able to do it together. And then these going to be the one. Are we going to bring, like, the, all the mics and everything, though? Like, I guess we could, yeah. There's not, there's yeah, not yeah, really, like, yeah. We can figure out logistics off call. But, yes. And, and Ola actually probably has, like, a fully functioning mic, too. Yeah, there you go. Ladies and gentlemen, you hear that? You're going to you're gonna be getting some, some good shit out of us. Yeah, yeah. So... Like some consistency uh, for a change. Let's go. Um, right. I well, will say this. I will take this point. Arya, move your computer closer so like the sound effects can be. Oh yeah, easily. Just call accessible. you out on air. It's just we're gonna be. You know, I, I, I needed a nice uh, wide angle, but I guess we can try this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Hmm. All right. So I, I, I would say that. how your week's been, but we we spent last week together. Yeah, that <laughs> is true. What are we doing from now? Like, how, you, how is this segment just going away, or are we are we changing the segment? Like, is it going to be? Uh, I think it has it has to change. Like, instead of all three people going around saying how their weeks went, it might just have to be one person giving the rundown. Well, I have an idea. Let's do a therapy session where we just talk shit about each other, like everything that you didn't tell each other for the week. Oh. <laughs> And wow, rips each other's hair out first. Hmm. It, it sounds like you have something on your mind with that pitch. So, we you guys all, are angels. Like, what I'm hearing is every podcast is going to begin with a roast session. Is that is that what this is? I feel like our podcasts have always been roast sessions. Okay, yeah, yeah, can't argue. When when as you discovered, men never stop roasting, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Intellectual. yeah what, what was what was that story again that you were talking? Oh, the the primal theory episode or whatever that we watched this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh, the does, Darwinism yeah. one. <laughs> yeah. Oh. 
we can start with a with a TV show review if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no, at least just the uh, men never stop fucking uh, shitting that roasting each other. Like yeah. <laughs> no matter how sophisticated or <laughs> what century it is, <laughs> we're always out here laughing at each other. It's funny. Fair it's like, we we talked about it. it's kind of like when people get educated. You know, it's they they almost make fun of other educated people, you know. <laughs> but then it's like it's always like you know whoever is uneducated is gonna look and it's like well, well like I never understand like educated people. It's like <laughs> the whole point is to get this knowledge, mm-hmm. and then you end up thinking people are stupid or for having the knowledge. Hey man, it's probably just like fucking like what's it called? Uh, overcompensation, like. I feel like one of the things is like about fucking university and like I'm not the, uh, a proponent for this. Like I'm not going to force my kids to go to university if they don't want because I realize like it's genuinely a fucking scam. Um, but like, you know, like most people who go to university kind of really vehemently defend like university and its value. And I can very confidently say nothing I learned directly from university contributed to my success in my career at all. Like there was not a single skill that was taught in a classroom setting that I feel like I was like, okay, fine. That, that might be like a dickish. Okay. Maybe I learned how to like pro- connect something to a projector or something. But like, well, I, I learned how to read financial statements. That was pretty important. Yeah. I'm okay. Like, fine. fine the fuck there's up, like, man. there's like a few useful things, but I do, I really do get where you're coming from. Like most of the value I saw was outside the classroom. Like, I met you guys there, for example, mm. you know, like the relationships I built, like, you know, the, I guess the qualifications I got, like they did provide me some tangibles, but in yep. terms of skills, like, yeah, like I, like I got leadership skills by doing clubs or like, you know, um, other volunteer groups, they like, you like you practice coding, you know, doing volunteer and shit like that, that was available. But I get what you're saying. That is kind of available outside of university, too. but university just gives you such a consequence free environments to mm. do it all yeah yeah i, I was gonna say luke like yes uh you can speaking specifically within the confines of like the classroom like even with that i think you're stretching it a bit right i don't know maybe i maybe okay. i'm bugging but like i think like at least to me uni like i'm a big proponent of people going to university so you just saying right now that I'm, don't go into debt don't go broke trying to do that i don't know if it's that important but if you it can scam, you though. should Maybe yeah, I do agree. It is a scam. But wait, I digress, guys. Let me let me let. <laughs> good scam. There's like good debt, bad debt, good scam, bad scam. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I was, I was, <laughs> I was gonna say. I think a lot of the learnings from universities, not necessarily from within the uh, classroom. What are you mentioned? How you described it was very beautiful. It gives you a consequence-free environment. And I don't know if there's any better environment for learning than that. Like, I think, like, that's kind of, like, you know, like, you know, a little bit more abstract than going to, uh, you know, stats class or writing an essay or doing a presentation. But I think, like, that's the – when I say people need to go to university or when I say I'm a proponent of university, like, that's more what I'm thinking of. Yeah, you know, I, I do see where you're coming from. It, like, it does provide... I don't think it's the only thing that provides consequence. True. Learning, though. No. It is just probably like one of the biggest playgrounds you can find. 
And if just to be clear, right, I'm I'm a fucking dumbass business student. So if you're a doctor, I don't think that's an a la carte, you know. No, 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 no. He said okay. if you're look at Arya <laughs> trying to get offended and insulted at the fact that I might have been called a doctor. <laughs> I was like, well, you're jumping your just a little bit. Uh, <laughs> just, just a little bit. No, nah, there's, there's definitely intellectual elitism, I think, but you know, just on the same vein of like, you know, I, I always talk about everything from like the food perspective. Like there's some people who like only really fuck with like super high end fine dining. They like eat caviar and like all this shit every day. And it's like, I'm sure that is like delicious to an extent, but like thinking that's the only way like things should be presented, like intellectual and like uh, kind of like elitism kind of thing is mm. just isolating yourself from having so many like other great experiences. Right. So I don't know. Not a huge fan of that. But you know what I realized this week? And uh, this is something I kind of wanted to like talk about lightly before we get into anything serious. I was like, so, you know, I think every single person has like their own like thing from a relationship standpoint where they're like, oh, if I'm going to do this, like, oh, like, like I'm trying to like, you know, be in it for the long term. Right. So, you know, some common examples could be like. You know, like maybe you take your, you, you play basketball and you take the girl out to the gym and then you like shoot hoops with her or something like that. You might, you might like, actually, I don't know. That's probably a bad example because mm-hmm. I don't really, I'm not a basketball player. So that might be something you do to just show off. But I guess for me, like uh, the, the example I would give is like, I've never actually ever taken a girl I've liked to my favorite restaurant because I feel like one, it's so sacred to me. And two, like, if they, first of all, if they enjoy, like, if they don't enjoy it, that'd be a problem. And then second of all, if they do enjoy it and if we end up breaking up, I don't want it to tarnish my favorite restaurant. Cause if that fucking restaurant has been in my life, like ever since I've been in Canada, like this girl is like a past year thing. Right. So I don't know. Like I was just thinking about that today. I was like, I, I don't feel like I've ever taken, first of all, I haven't taken many friends to this place. So it's like, I don't know. This is something I was thinking about today. Cause I'm back home. I was thinking about going there for dinner later. So yeah. That was really cute. Yeah, like now I'm trying to think like what is what is my thing? I don't know that like that comes to mind. Arya, do you know what your thing is? Like my like what is your I'm not taking you to my favorite restaurant. <laughs> like if I do, I know you're like you mean that you, much you to might, me. Yeah. What's what's that for you? Like bringing her home to my parents. I think that's a cop out. Like, uh, yeah, like here's the thing. It is the, the way, the way that I look at it is you can't like think about what might go wrong. If it's like, if it's someone you really want to share that, yeah. that thing with and, you, and you're going to enjoy it, you, you kind of got to take a leap of faith, but I do get what you're saying. You want to do that for like the right person and you're, you're not sure. But hey, isn't that what a leap of faith is? This guy just copped out of an answer and tried to. I know, like I'm just (laughs) like, bro, you're not slick, bro. We know it's a leap of faith. I'm saying, what's your leap of faith, my guy? Like, what's your chasm? Like, like, (laughs) hey, man, don't like that's that's a me move, man. Like, (laughs) that was not slick. I guess Arya does not have an answer. Yeah, like I was gonna say, but not, I didn't have an answer as well. I'm guessing you don't. Yeah, so you threw it on me. Yeah, man, like that's what you should have done. Thrown it on someone. Let's bring this down, right? What's something that you love and you would like do a lot for yourself, or maybe like you would do with your close friends, but you've never done with a girl, or maybe you haven't done it with like many girls. Like, it does is that something that exists? Like, 
Because, like, for example, like, if I go to a dope restaurant, like, I'm thinking about, like, going there with you guys, like, right away. You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that I'm like, oh, yeah, like, they're going to fucking tarnish this memory or whatever. Tell me if I'm crazy for this. It might seem a bit, like, unreasonable. But, like, smoking weed. Ooh. Because, like, I don't know. Like, what if, like, you're smoking together and she, like, she realizes that I'm actually ugly. You know, like that, that you're, you're, be, you're crazy. Okay, well, that's <laughs> paranoia. Yeah, oh, true. And then it's like now every time I smoke, like, I, like I'm thinking, of, or at least for a while, like I'll be, I'll be mad devastated. That's it's kind of like my escape. It's kind of like everyone's escape. You bring people into it, like, like you wouldn't want to smoke with someone who has bad vibes, right? Mm. Like funny enough that you mentioned that. Yeah, I've never really smoked with the significant other. I don't think I've been with the significant other that smoked actually. Which mm. is, I, did, oh, I did one time and it like really didn't go well. <laughs> <laughs> it but, really didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, no, like that's that's pretty interesting. But I, I kind of like cop out. But like, yeah, I kind of co-signed that a little bit. Like, I, I don't like I'm not like afraid of her thinking I'm ugly. But yeah, like I don't know. It's just you know, I, I was gonna be. I was gonna mention like I feel like if I take a girl to watch a sports game with me and like watch me scream and possibly cry. And like, you know, just lose my voice. You know, yeah, it means like I really fuck with you because you're going to see me in a vulnerable state. <laughs> you know, probably more vulnerable than you've ever seen me before. So, yeah, maybe just taking a girl to like uh, like a sports, like, you know, a Chelsea game. Possibly Chelsea a game, Jesus. Yeah, like a Chelsea football <laughs> game or maybe like a Raptors playoff game. You know, or a Giannis playoff game. Yeah, you want that experience with someone, like, good. Yeah, yeah. you know, someone that is going to scream and feel my pain and not even look at me sideways. You know what I mean? Like, you got to be there with me <laughs> if, if, in if my I, sorrow. <laughs> if I could give an example, I guess, like, closer to Luke's, though, I would say, like, maybe, like, a really good TV show that I like. Like, I'm thinking right now I'm watching mm, The Sopranos, ooh. right? And I love The Sopranos. And every time I watch a TV show... I associate it with a certain time of my life. Like there's a, cause I'm watching it over like maybe like two, three months, you know, like a lot happens in two, three months. And like, when you think back, you're like, Oh, like I was stressed. And then I went to go watch like the Sopranos or whatever, you know? So it's like, that's part of core memories I find. And it's like, I've been in situations where it's like the shows that I've liked in the past that I watched with a significant other. Now that it's ended, every time I think about that show, I now think about my significant other. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I like to watch, the 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 girl's favorite show because most times I haven't seen it. So, your shit, not mine. Yeah, I'm like I'm like I ain't gonna feel shit about this afterwards. Yo, you know, like, or you pick a mediocre ass show. Yeah, but I mean, like, you know, most times, most times, girls' favorite shows are usually something easy to watch. Reality TV, I think, is the worst. No, but like, reality TV is the number one favorite show, <laughs> right? But it's entertaining, and I think that the second place is like sitcoms, right? Sitcoms and comedies, like you know, I Friends, Seinfeld, Brooklyn Nine Nine. These type of shows, you don't really need to like know the plot and shit, and it's still enjoyable. Twenty um, percent of the time, you're not even watching that shit. It's just yeah, like playing it's until like, Netflix like, asks you if you're still watching. Yeah. <laughs> no. Dude, it's wild, man. Like some uh, sometimes people will just go home, like go to sleep with shows, and like they'll go to sleep with like the the screen off, but the audio is on. Oh, that's psycho. What? Have you ever seen that shit? Like, no, no that's psycho. No, <laughs> that is psycho. <laughs> what is the difference between that and and the screens on, but you're not looking at it and going it's to sleep? It's a show. Like, I'm trying to watch it. Yeah, like, I'm not, I, I purposely do not have a radio. 
but you know, yeah. that's so true. Radios are like out, like, well, podcasts are in, but like, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. no, it's like a, it needs, to, you need to see it. I don't know. Are you really saying that's psycho, but your fucking statements right now are not psycho? Like, you're like, oh, if the TV is on, but I'm not watching it and listening to the audio and going to sleep, that's okay. But yeah, if it's just the audio, that was, it's about the intention. You know, it's like I'm watching and I fell asleep while watching, right? But it's like you're falling asleep while listening to a show, which means <laughs> that like you're dependent on that audio. It's yeah. like an addiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. No, I'm not talking about when you just happen to fall asleep while watching a show. You're not going to lie to me and tell me you don't know that like a ton of fucking people. And I would say like not even like like 40% probably of people age like like – I would say like 13 to 22 nowadays, like will not be able to go to sleep if they're not watching something in the background and then they're trying to sleep. Mm. I want to, I want to fact check that number. Man, that's, that's, it's all, <laughs> I, I get, I get the point Luke is trying to drive. Yeah. But I do get the point. I do get the point. No, you're did right. You, did like, you watch something as you were going to bed last night? I did, but i turned it off before <laughs> I went to bed. I turned it off before I went to bed. Luke, did you? Oh, okay. I mean, you had, I did, but my point is like, I don't see a difference between like, well, no, I was really, actually, I didn't watch anything last night because I was fucked up when I got home. (laughs) (laughs) You watched the stars. (laughs) I was boogie. It was, uh, it was really good, man. Like, um, oh yeah, it was, it it was so good, dude. He like, he really like just, I feel like boogie is such a niche artist because like everyone there was there to see boogie like easily he like would pull random people up on the stage and they would just know every single lyric, like just every single lyric. And he just like, he just had like all these interactive components throughout his show. Like the theme here was like, the theme of his like album is kind of like, he's battling with these different aspects of himself, but they make up him, right? So it's like, how can you like hate one aspect of yourself or how can one aspect of yourself hate the other aspect? Um, but they all make up you. Right. So like he would like change personalities and shit on stage. And he'd also be like, all right, like tell me who you want to perform this next song. Like, do you want this guy or this guy or this guy? I don't know. It was just fun. It was cool. Um, and, um, yeah, it was, it was great. Um, the main problem was I was a little bit, and I, I'm, I'm sorry for the the lovely couple that was standing behind me. Cause I think I bumped into them like four or five times and, I just didn't have my balance at that point, bro. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I want to, like, I, like, I want to feel bad. But at the same time, I feel like I had zero control over my balance at that point. So, like, it was either I remove myself from the venue or they deal with it. So I chose the Dude, latter. How bad was it? Like, what was it? Were you like, like, was it trust fall bad or was it just like tipsy bad? No, it was tipsy, but I could tell he was pissed because the last time I like I kind of like accidentally bumped him, it was like a shove. You know, I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. <laughs> it was I don't a understand shove. that, man. Like, no, it's a mosh pit. Like, what the fuck you expect? Yo, right. And, girl, yeah. And he's like, yeah, don't, that's, don't fuck around my personal space. I know, no, but that's my in, problem with that. Group, you're in a mosh pit. You're not telling me that like, oh, you're going to go to a mosh pit and then get mad that people are moshing. It was not a mosh pit. It was a fucking uh, boogie concert. Boogie. Was like, there a mosh pit? There was like, that wasn't the setting specifically, but it was like, to be fair, we were like right at the front and everyone was like shoving. Like some of the times where I bumped into them, if I had better balance, I might've been able to just stand there. But like a lot of times it was because like someone bumped me and then I bumped into them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But 
Anyway. Okay, you were making it sound like you were an intoxicated fucker bumping his. He was. But I was. I'm I was. saying like, that, that is the standard in that crowd right oh there. My gosh, so when you bro. go, that is a liability you sign up for. Okay. Otherwise, okay, yeah, then just don't go to the to the general admission. Get a seat. Mm, okay. Fair enough. If you want to be kissy kissy with your girl. Fair mm. enough. That's, that's that's real real point. Real point there. I almost got my ass whooped one time for for doing that. <laughs> for doing what? So Being kissy story kissy. time. Yeah. I went to the Daniel Caesar concert in 2017. Oh. Or, or Someone like tried to square up at a Daniel Caesar concert. <laughs> two, two like six foot two plus thick neck Russian dudes tried to fight me. What the fuck? Was it the time we went together? No, 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 no. He went with the girl. I went with, I went with my girlfriend at the time, and <laughs> you know we were obviously no, very close, and like. There was dudes behind me who kept like bumping into me, you know, and <laughs> I don't know what compelled me, but I at know one point I turned you know. around and without thinking, <laughs> I said, "Why do you have to grind your ass up on me?" Oh, and fighting words. The second I said that, I realized that oh fuck, I'm talking to this man's chest. I, to look up. I was gonna say, yeah, Luke Ari is like five foot two. And- <laughs> oh my god! I looked up, and the dude just hit me with the uh, "Hey man, just like stand next to your girl to concert. Where the fuck you want me to go?" And I was like, I just looked at him, and he's like, "Yo, you want to go right now? Like, I'll take this outside and fucking said, kill you." Yo, you want to go? Said, he said he would kill me. Oh, bro! And I was like, okay, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. I was like, I know I picked my battles. You know, this is this yeah, is not for me. There's two of them. Yeah. They were definitely brothers. Bro. And yeah. So that's, you know, at the end of the day, yo. I will never complain about that because yo. I was taught a lesson. The, yo, you want to go right now? I'm going to go right now. I was like, no, oh, really. geez. It was cold outside. Why would I want to go? Anyone outside? that <laughs> says you want to go right now, do not go. Do not go. <laughs> I repeat to say, yeah. do not go. <laughs> I, I, that, is, that, is, that is a fact, though. That is. Yo, that well, dude terrified. is about to whoop whoever it is. I was terrified. He was going to yeah. eat me. Yeah. Both of them. Oh, shit. Oh. Fuck. First off, though, like, why are two, like, yeah. Eastern European <laughs> brothers going to a Daniel Caesar concert? I said, I don't my breath. Together. I had to keep looking up, make sure they didn't hey. <laughs> Why are you saying like that, bro? I fucking went to Daniel Caesar with Ola. That's cool. Like, that's too... No, uh, but you can't go and be aggressive. Yeah, true. Yeah. <laughs> like, you, you like, 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 you're supposed bro. to go and be, like, lovey-dovey. Yeah, like, I was yo. like, bro, we're about to, like, you know, like, have our heartstrings peace, played with. Yeah, you know? peace like, vibe, peaceful vibes, you know, you know what I mean? Man, yo, you can't get fucking Daniel Caesar in Toronto without a fight. You can't get nothing in Toronto without a fight. <laughs> <laughs> That's real. That's like, what real part book. of, like, get you... Like makes you like, yeah, I want to fucking deck a man right this now. Before the show like, even started. Bro. Oh, this is before. This is before it even started. Uh, like not a yeah. single. See yeah, if, you, if, 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 if you did that. Snow opened that show? Yeah. Jeez. Okay. Snow Allegra opened and so did that, that other girl that's from uh, Brampton. What's her name? Uh, fuck. Alessia Cara. Oh, you went, to, you went to yeah, Phoenix. No, it was at Danforth. So it was in 2017 whoa, 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 or 18, um, Daniel Caesar, he sold out the Danforth five nights in a row in December. Jeez. Yeah. That's only been really? done like a handful of times. Dude, um, I mean, we met... Um, Danforth's Danforth, like just like a really like old 
yeah, popular yeah. venue. Yeah. No, no, no. I was gonna, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, but that's actually impressive. Selling out anywhere five nights in a row is very yeah. impressive. It's crazy. We actually um, met um, Daniel Caesar's photographer in New York at a rooftop party. Oh yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, it was a random rooftop party we went to. We were chilling out. Shout out, shout out, Sudiksha, You know, for for taking us to that party. Um, actually, shout out like Aquia. She 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 was the the, the yeah. local plug on that one. But yeah, no, we went up and like Luke, you actually like talked to him a lot. Yeah, I know. I unfortunately I did. I was like, it was the U.S., so I had no signal. And I felt embarrassed about like asking him to add me on Instagram, which in hindsight is very stupid. I should have just asked anyway. Um, but yeah, no, like we were talking about like the specific setup of like the Algonquin Theater when it was in Ottawa, and like how like the they got like um, all the choir on without anyone noticing in like twenty seconds because basically he left and then like people started calling for an encore, which is because he didn't do his biggest song yet, and then like all of a sudden the lights come on and the the choir is just there, right? Um, but yeah, it was it was cool. Nice. But boys, uh, there's something I wanted to talk about today. So, you know, we're, we're talking a lot about like music. I, I know earlier we were talking about our favorite restaurant, um, but, you know, um, something pretty big happened this past week. So um, for those who don't know, the Michelin Guide came to Canada and they actually rewarded 12 Toronto restaurants with Michelin stars and Sushi Maskai actually got two Michelin stars. And um, they also put a bunch of Toronto restaurants on the general Michelin Guide without stars. So. The way the Michelin guide works is there's different tiers. Like there's restaurants that are just included in the guide, which is like, this is a good place. Like you're going to have a good time here. But then people, when something's on the guide and they have a star, it essentially means like it's some place that is worth going out of your way to check out. So I think the, the idea is a three Michelin star restaurant is like, this restaurant is so great that you can like come to this place just to do that. Two stars is like you can go out of your way to do it. And a one star is like if you're in the city, like you should do it for sure. Um, but I just like personally, I I really like I was really happy about that. Like, you know, um, obviously being Canadian, like not having any restaurants in all of Canada receive a star ever. Like it's it's it, it can feel a little bit demoralizing just because it's like a lot of these chefs, like they're, they're kind of like punching up for these rewards. Right. Obviously, we have like Canadian um, food awards, but like it's not as critically acclaimed. But this did get me to think because I feel like in other industries, and I don't know if the food industry thinks this about Michelin stars. I, I think generally the food industry, like we respect Michelin star, but in other industries, like for example, in the movie industry, no one really gives a fuck about the Oscars anymore in like the music I, I industry. Uh, I mean, dude, I like out of the three of us, I feel like, oh, well, maybe Arya is on my level. Okay, but, like, actually, I'm, yeah, I'm a way more bigger movie buff than you, bro. <laughs> like, that's true. like, I think some of the movies I like, you can't even enjoy, dude. Like, not to talk yeah. shit, but definitely the 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 social value of the Oscars has decreased monumentally in the past five right. years. But and even like with the Grammys and stuff like that, right? Like, really? like no, no one cares as much nowadays, right? Sometimes people talk more about numbers and things like that than like, let's say, in fact, sometimes people uh, value like the opinions of independent critics better than like the, the Academy. So I guess I want to just ask you guys, because there's obviously like a point to like having awards and things being critically acclaimed and things like that. But what do you think like, that place plays in art like what is the point of awards and things like that like in the artistic field if and is there any points in a way yeah definitely a point it's like for credentials we still award people we just do it in different ways now 
you know it's just like they're like you know platinum records still exist you know like there's different ways to classify all of these things and like to these point it's like the award is important because it's still like a thing of prestige but you're right it's just like people don't care about it too much but i do think that there is like a good amount of value on it you know what i mean like you can't just have like a whole i guess mosh pit of of content you know with no way to i guess like award who's done the best or who's made the largest impact or who's you know specialized in so and so i i think like recognition in in spaces like this is really 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 important and for people to respect that recognition as well is also really important you know like you want to know that you did a good job in order to, you know, continue to do better. I think, like, that's the positive reinforcement that we need. But <laughs> I don't know if there's, like, I, like, for example, with the Oscars, like, in the, okay, like, for example, with the Grammy, it's not as important anymore, right? But I would argue that, like, I guess, you know, the plaques and things like that, that's increased because that's more of a representation of, you know, results, for example. You know, so it's, like, I can see awards and respect and recognition heading towards like tangible results based or results oriented mind shifts is what i'm saying making any sense at all i can see yeah it's making sense i was gonna say i i disagree with luke I, oh no i disagree i was gonna say i do think like awards still have a big place in society mm-hmm. i think our like our present day is just super jaded about awards and we're trying to say you shouldn't revolve your life around awards but that's fine but like when we're always when we look holistically when we look like you know like when we start looking back like people don't remember all the random stuff people do people just remember the awarded stuff you know like that's it's the stuff that makes history like you might think oscars don't matter but I, I do remember like what was the asian film that won the oscar for best picture best parasite, remember, parasite? Yeah, like i remember you're the first person to tell me that shit you know what i mean like everybody yeah. was like everybody was up in arms about that they're like yo like you know glass ceiling broken like it's because it matters <laughs> you know like it was historical like you can say like yeah like you know day to day a lot of great asian movies are being made yes you're right mm-hmm. but that was the reason why it mattered was because it was historical like you know like uh that's just in the movie scene it's the same with grammys and stuff like yeah a lot of artists now say it doesn't matter but the moment future wins uh a grammy the first trap artists win a grammy like everyone's like whoa like history you know what i mean it's saying so, saying the awards don't matter is like the artistic way of hedging your bets yeah you know what i mean just like you know it's a great way to deal with the now but like you know when we're looking and like and like if we take it to what's it called like art art like you know like creative science or like you know we can talk about the cons the palm d'or like uh like i don't know what what the the award for photographers is but there's like awards for fashion like all of these things that's it's kind of i think yeah pulitzer is kind of a way of documenting history maybe that's kind of where awards have gone to now as opposed to back in the day when it was kind of like there were a way to like you know that was what you focused your life on or you targeted your life on like you know what i mean even in sciences and physics right it's like for the most part it was like every every scientist wanted to win a nobel you know i, think, I, mean? I think so like i just think like awards still have a very important place in society we've just reached a mental health spot where we understand that we don't need to revolve our lives around this but like to say that they don't matter anymore i think is a little bit too far i think to luke's point though awards have always the allure of awards have always been their exclusivity yeah. you know and now it's like as a society exclusivity is more frowned upon 
So there's also like a dissonance there or like a, a disagreement within like, like people still want to respect it, you know, but they don't like they're conflicted internally because it's like it represents something that fundamentally now they've decided they're not okay with. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I, I think maybe the phrase I would use is that certain awards are less valuable um, in 2022 than in the past. Okay. I think the best way I can even describe this is like, like I'm sure you guys know about like the Oscar selection process, right? Like there's the, like, do you guys know about like we'll, the Oscars? Go through it anyways for the viewers. It's, right. it's like at a high level, there's a committee and the committee pretty much decides. So like, it's like, uh, um, some of them are pretty well known. Other ones are not as well known. Um, but it's essentially a group of exclusive, like people who are deemed that they're like able to judge essentially like the, the value of films. Um, and it's not specialized in a sense, like, let's say like there's one committee for best pictures versus one be- uh, committee for like best makeup. It's the same committee. So these are kind of more generalists. And I think that's the exact reason I don't know about the Grammys and the Tony and things like that, but that's the exact reason, at least in the film industry, like the Oscar has lost all its value because these people go for very specific types of films. Like when you look at like the best picture award, like there are certain genres that have never even been nominated. And there are certain types of films that are never even nominated, like let alone win. And then when you look at the types of films that win, this is why there's the term Oscar bait. Now, there's no term such as Michelin star bait because their selection criteria is completely different. First of all, the review process is like anonymous. So they never tell you when Michelin star guides are coming to review a restaurant. You never even know. Like these are anonymous people they can come or like five times a year where they could never come that year to your restaurant. There's never the same types of restaurants that can win. There are hawker stalls, which are literally like food carts that have two stars. And then there's also like insanely expensive restaurants that cost like $500 a plate and they have no stars or one star. So the judging criteria is very specific and it has a anonymous and very thoughtful review process. And that, in my opinion, is why the Michelin star is still valuable to chefs, because it's not something where it's like, oh, put out high expensive, high concept food and you'll win. You won't actually like there are people making chicken rice in Singapore. They have two Michelin stars and that's all they do. They have like three met three items on their entire menu. And then there are people who at like restaurants that charge absorbent amount of money and they'll never get a Michelin star. It's all about the uniqueness of the food experience. Right. But when you consider like the people who are judging movies, one, it's not a specialized community. It's a general committee for the entire award section. The people know these guys like what's stopping a fucking like filmmaker from going to these guys and influencing the decision? Nothing. And it has happened in the past. So I guess that's why I'm bringing this to light, because I feel like I don't know, like me personally, like I I think like I love to watch movies, but I'm never going to watch a movie now because it's like it won an Oscar. I'm just going to like I'm still going to make my own decision beyond that. But I might be swayed to like go eat at a restaurant just because it's awarded a mission star because I want to see what that experience is like. Yeah, no, like I like I'm with you on that whole thing. Like absolutely. Like there there is like a lot of flaw in the process of the the Oscar selection, Grammy. They all function the same way, by the way. It's it's always like arbitrary third parties or something like that. Um but that is interesting. I didn't know that that's how the Michelin process was selected. Yeah, no, I like it. Die. It's far more like neutral. Yeah, no, I was even going to say, like, while you were speaking there, I was going through the Michelin guy for Toronto, and it's like, yeah, there's some restaurants that I've heard of, some I haven't, and, like, now, like, 
I'm fully excited to, you know, like, you know what? Like, three wise guys. That's Michelin star restaurant a month, once a month. That being said. Uh, Let's not spend that much money. Once a month? Like, a Michelin guide restaurant, not star. Like, I oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, a yeah. rice. I thought you said it could be a rice cart and it could be, you know, like, <laughs> oh, no, but my point here, is, buddy? there are <laughs> rice carts that win Michelin stars, not not just included on the guide. Because you're right, like the Toronto restaurants, I did check them all out that are on the guide. They're all pretty expensive. But like, there are tons, there are tons of restaurants that win Michelin stars that are not expensive. Yeah. Okay. You know, th- that being said, though, I do still think like if, like a movie won an Oscar, you know, it's not for a completely bullshit reason. Yeah, they threw a lot of oh, money sure. at it, but usually oh, when sure. you throw a lot of mo- money at a movie, it turns out pretty freaking good. Like, that's it. so I'd still be down to watch it. Like, there's still a little bit of value in it. It's yeah. just like, but now you see, like, in, in, in modern times to compensate for that, you know what I mean? Like, as a stepping stone. Think about, like, the. I think the film industry is just set up in a completely different way because it's like mm-hmm. it's like there's different levels to awards. You know what I mean? Like there's local film festival. Like TIFF is not on the same level as the Oscars, no. right? And you could argue that the is it's not is is not at all. I um, don't I don't think the opinion in the in the film critique world would agree with you at all. Actually, TIFF is like at this point considered the best second best film like festival in the entire world. Yeah, well, yeah, no, TIFF I'm saying like like TIFF, like TIFF is a film festival. You know what I mean? Like I'm talking about like like awards. You know, for example, but you can still win awards at TIFF. Like TIFF's main thing Wait, is like. Would you disagree that people value like at least from a critically acclaimed perspective, people value the opinions of the winners of the Cannes Film Festival more or less than the Oscars? They do. I think there's like there, there's a lot more independent artists that go through and become successful through Cannes than that do through the Oscars. It's like Oscars is like. Like the exclusive club, you know. I think Con might be even be more exclusive than the Oscars, or like yeah. Like I'm asking you from a crit- a critic's perspective, what's more valuable, winning the Palmer d'Or or winning Best Picture at the Oscars? From a critic's I perspective, I think Palmer d'Or is more. Yeah. from a critic's perspective, yeah. Like not even close. And TIFF is yeah, yeah, like by many people's consideration the second best international like, film festival in the world. Wait, wait, wait. Run this by why is it not close? Like the Palm d'Or is kind of like it's like the holy grail of film. I don't know, as far as I know. And like, you know, and funny enough, you talk about Oscar baiting, there's like only certain types of movies can win that. Like, and a lot of those movies I can't watch. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> not like I can't, like I just choose not to. But like, I don't know how to explain it, man. It's just European exclusivity, bro. I don't know. The Oscars are a huge popularity contest, though. In many yeah. Regards. Like, have you, like, I don't know. Like, I just, I don't know. Like. It's it's like, you know, as someone who watches a wide variety of genres, it's like, have you ever considered that? Like, first of all, I don't know. I don't I think a few action films have won Best Picture, but like they were like monumental standouts like Lord of the Rings. I think Return of the King won Best Picture. Movies, the Batmans. One of them, the yeah. Batman. Yeah. So like, but you know what I mean? It's more drama as well. There's more cinema in there, like, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean- Keep in mind, these movies are like generally regarded as some of the greatest movies in the yeah. genres. So, like, I mean, that's why there's so much respect. That's like, what that's I mean? why like, I was like, but like, so Luke, so are you many p- the, the, the most like famous and most popular and arguably best movies of all time have all gone through the Oscars, Oscars yeah. but not all of them have gone through Cannes. 
Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But like, anyways, I don't know. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm going. Like, I'm not that. saying critically acclaimed is accessible to the general, general population. Audience. It's yeah, the it's exact not, opposite. That's, the content, that's yeah. like that's why I'm. Comments, by the way, on okay. the Cannes versus like Golden Globes thing or Oscars thing. Okay, because I actually sure. don't know like what would be valued more. Just like I I'm, I'm 100 percent sure it's Cannes. Like, I'm. It's not a question. Like from a film yeah, like critic perspective, there's no way you're telling me someone who like is a film critic will say that the Oscars is worth more than Cannes. I'm willing to bet my life on that. Like okay, it's yeah, not like, like I did, I, I'm not taking it that far. I don't know. <laughs> right. I'm saying I don't know. I, yeah, I think, yeah, I'm with Luke. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I'm saying I'm 100. percent Okay, yeah. I'm happy for you guys. Yeah, that's like asking if you're a basketball <laughs> fan, what's worth more? Like the Team USA's like Olympic gold medals or winning a championship? That's a great comparison. I thought like, you were is it even close? That. I thought you were going to butcher that, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, this is a great, easy comparison. Yeah. It's like also like the thing about soccer, right? I was always confused because I've only ever seen the World Cup before. Like I really met you guys and I only watched like one or two games. And then like having you guys tell me like, oh, well, actually like only mostly older players were playing the like um, – or like one or the other. Like I think only young players play in the World Cup or only older players. So the competition is not like 100% like a, a fair match sort of thing. Like it's not the best players in every country playing the World Cup. And then like a lot of times they're reserving like, you know, their efforts for the Champions League and stuff like that. Like I didn't like – I was like, oh, shit, okay. I didn't realize that. Like I always thought the World Cup was like the biggest deal in soccer. But apparently like Champions League is is more important, right? Like winning – a. Wait, wait, no, wait. Like, that's that's that, that yeah. one I don't know about. You butchered that, that a little bit. Like, no, the World Cup the World is Cup still the holy everyone. grail of yeah. soccer. Okay. Yeah, but like, it's just not the best soccer to watch because it's, it's not the most coordinated. Like, people, like, you're not, like, you know what I mean? It's like going to work versus going on vacation. You know, it's like, it's, like, it's, yeah. it's sectioned off by like, you're limited to your country, but like, yeah. theoretically, a team could get all the best players. And like play beautiful, yeah. Football. Like you know, people like Brazil and stuff yeah. like that, or like right. Spain. But but I get what you mean. Like like the World Cup is the holy grail still, but it's not like if you want to watch, if you want to fall in love with soccer, don't watch the World Cup. Go watch the Champions League. You know what I mean? Like uh, that's that's like you know you want to watch. It's like if you want to fall in love with basketball, don't watch the regular season. Watch the playoffs. You know, kind of thing. I, yeah. I I guess what I mean too is like I'm not saying critically acclaimed is better or even good i'm just saying it's different from regular but like like that's all i'm saying like the reason why this doesn't make sense to me is because the oscars are like essentially strictly american produced movies and there's very few there's international categories like few for other parts of the world but kansas is like global through and through so how is it even comparable but i guess that's that's also what i'm saying right like no, but like, like it's like I don't even think like value wise it can be compared. Like, well, what like, would you mean by like that? To, to 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 assume like one would be more valuable than the other. My point is, from a critically acclaimed standpoint, the Cannes film, like the Pomodoro, is worth much more than an Oscar. That's my point. Yeah. I'm not saying it's fair. And I'm not yeah, saying like, like yeah, I don't know if it, it's yeah, a good like, movie. It's not like some logic. That's what I'm saying. It's not some logical. You guys, shit. Yeah, you guys haven't given me logic. That's why it's, it's not logical. It's European elitism. Like that's really what makes the like Palm de Or more valuable than the Oscar. I think. And yeah. like again, I think I don't know. Do they win Best Actor for like you know the con? I don't know. I think it's just the Palm de Or. There is, like, yeah. 
best actor, oh, yeah. best supporting actor. Okay, true. Yeah, it probably is, but like, I don't, I don't know about people. Who's, I don't, I've never heard too much. About look, that, like, like, look, if, if if we're really trying to go there, like, do you not feel like even if you were to separate the fact that one is international, and one is local, the fact that the best picture award in the Oscars is only given to a certain number of genres. I'll give you an example. A horror movie has never been nominated for best picture ever, ever in Cannes. That's not, tr- that's not the same thing. Horror movies have won the Pomodoro comedies have won the Pomodoro like a multitude of genres have won that thing. So I'm saying even on the basis of the judging criteria, if you're telling me when you look at the Oscars, like 95 to 98% is dramas and then a drama adjacent and then the other one, there's documentaries, there's horror movies, there's comedies. There are also majority dramas and et cetera. I feel like even based on that, right, like maybe there's something there. And I'm not saying the movies are better because on the same vein, like yeah, I can't yeah, watch yeah. most of these movies. And most <laughs> times I'm forcing myself to watch these movies. Yeah, just so because I can, I can see, right? But I'm, my point is like that's why it's critically acclaimed. It's like think about critically acclaimed fashion. Like no one would wear that shit. Like – Ever like no like are you ever watching like one of these like fucking fashion like shows and like yeah like I'll rock that's the office it's ridiculous people wear them we just they're not in our tax bracket so we don't hang out with them well it's the same really like in super yeah. intense like it looks like they're wearing like walking art pieces no, dude, they'll wear it to like galas and events yeah, and I, I was like gonna that. say i swear no. the niggas exist in toronto dude. Like, dude, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you just gotta walk around shit. enough <laughs> they just won't wear it maybe in the exact outfit that you see on the yeah on they the mix it up a little yeah but i was gonna mention some other like odd weird shit that you know shouldn't make sense i i heard someone like you know uh met someone really cool recently and you know we we're just talking and they mentioned their dream job was to not have a job. Mm-hmm. And that kind of threw me off a little. Like, it threw me for a spin. I don't know why <laughs> that threw me for a spin that much. I thought you would relate to that. Like, you know, like, I thought <laughs> I would, too. Because, like, you know, person seemed really smart. And I was just like, you know, like, we're talking. And I was trying to do, like, the whole, oh, yo, like, that's so cool. Like, maybe you should. Like, I know someone, you know, like, trying to do the whole networking thing. And it was like, oh, yo, don't even try and give me some work. <laughs> like, I'm like, trying to like I, I'm trying to, like, figure this life shit out without work. And that just, like, kind of, like, just, I was just like, whoa. Like, I found that really cool in this, like, super grind, super hustle, super everyone's got to be rich kind of, like, world. And this is just someone that was just like, yo, like. That's also our world, the one that we surround ourselves with. You know, not everyone thinks that way. And that was like an example of that, right? So I think there was maybe this was more like a reality kick Mm. than like a like a subject to perspective. But it was interesting to hear. I would say like, yeah, like I feel most people will want to not work in their life. I feel like like the like the like humans they like to have rest and relaxation. I feel like that's a natural thing to to want. You work probably because you have to, you know, to be able to afford things and, and, and do things and, and support yourself and, and your future because it requires you to work. Okay. But obviously, I, I do think that there's a drive in us to do something. So that work would be manifested into something else if it wasn't like a nine to five. Yeah, no. And like, and like you're going, you're going deep. Like, of course, everyone hates their job. No one wants to work. But it was just the whole... Like, I feel like innately, like, we all say that because we hate what we do. 
but like we're all still trying to find what we love to do. You know what I mean? And I'm assuming like the person does as well. But it just kind of like, you know, came like, you know, like I, well, yeah, again, maybe I'm just the way I'm wired, where it's like, or people I surround myself with, where it's like, you don't say no to opportunities. You're like, you know what I mean? It was just a very like, just a lax way of looking at life. And the first thing that, the first person that came to my mind was Luke, obviously. <laughs> and like, I was just trying to like, what, what, like, how did that make you feel, buddy? Cause that threw me for a spin. I can imagine it made you feel certain types of way. No, I mean, I guess the way I took it was not like they would want to do nothing. I feel um, like the way I took that was like, I took it. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, I, I guess I disagree with that. And I think, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, sorry. I like, I just, I, I, I want to say like, I remember what she specifically said. So it was, they specifically said, they specifically said. I, it was um, like, we asked like, Oh, like, like, you know, what do you want to do? And it's like, don't ask me about like what my dream job is. I don't dream of work. Oh, I don't yeah. dream of work. So that doesn't mean that they don't mm, dream okay. of work or that they don't want to end up working. You know, like I like the way I also took that was, you know, maybe it's like, oh, you don't dream of work. At some point you want to like be doing something that just makes you money and you don't have to work, you know, but you probably have to grind all the way up until then type of thing. That could be one way. But sorry, Luke, I didn't want to cut you off. I just remembered what they had said. I mean, I think the, first of all, I think that's a statement that people will make when they actually do a lot of shit just to compensate. Mm -hmm. Like I know a lot of overachievers and the number one thing I hear from them most is like, oh, I just wish I wouldn't do anything. Or like, I wish I could drop all of this and they can, but they never will. Cause like they want to do this. They're just saying that shit. Right. Mm -hmm. But removing that for like a second. And this person is kind of an overachiever, at least from what they were fucking talking about, you know, like, oh, oh, these medals. Well, well, anyway. But, but my point is this, like, I don't agree with the idea that happiness is derived from doing nothing. Doing nothing is only great when you can, when it's a break from something. Otherwise Mm -hmm. it's to me, at least it's like, it's like the biggest, most despairing, like black hole ever. Like the idea that like, because I mean, when you really think about it, there's not a single living thing on this entire earth that does nothing like when you like, you know what I mean? Like it might not move in the traditional sense that human beings move, but they, they always do something. Right. And like, in essence, at least to me, that's the purpose of life. Um, now the thing I wanted to, I guess, talk about when you were bringing up the subject, I was more thinking about like the idea that you don't have to work for money to have value in your life. So you could be a person who like, you know, is able to survive, but spends their time and effort doing hobbies or maybe, you know, I guess even the traditional idea of like raising a family or, you know, like traveling and all these things, like you don't have to dedicate your time for quote unquote tangible productive output for that to have meaning. Like, I guess that's what I thought we were more going to lean towards, but no, like I do fundamentally disagree that like doing nothing is going to bring you happiness. I don't don't think like, like that was like the crux of what they were trying to get at either. Like it wasn't about like, and also, I think the way that we're approaching it is like when we've heard someone say that they don't want to do work and we're like, oh, so you're going to do nothing. <laughs> that's that's how we've reacted so far. So, yeah, no, let's let's break it down. Like, yeah. this is a topic like I kind of like the perspective Luke was going to where like, you know, like nine to five work does not have to be the way to find fulfillment or happiness mm-hmm. in yeah. life like that. There's other like, do you want to like, is this is this where the nonprofit people come in? Is this is <laughs> like. You know, no, they I, work nine to five jobs. I used to work for a nonprofit. Okay, okay. So, what, what, <laughs> I guess then, like, then break down a little bit. What comes to mind when you're thinking that? When you're thinking like I like I don't dream of work. 
no no because no. like that could mean anything that could mean like okay yeah right like my, i'm waiting for retirement that's one it could mean that oh i want to set myself up in a way so that i don't have to work when i'm older so grind out like for 10 years right now invest make millions do everything and then you don't have to work that's one way of looking at it yeah or it could just honestly be what we were assuming which is just like yeah like, oh, like i just won't have a job and like, oh, i'll do nothing you know Okay, I was thinking more what Luke said, and Luke, correct me, like, if I'm, like, you know, like, uh, if I'm saying bullshit, which I might be, is the whole, how do you find fulfillment, like, you know, like, outside of doing work, like, in a life where you're not working? Wait, I, I think that's what Ari is trying to clarify, though. Like, are we talking about work as in doing things? Because sometimes people are like, oh, this is so much work. You know what I, I mean? Like. You're doing um, something and they're like, this is so much work. Or are we talking about like a profession, like a nine profession. to five? Profession. Profession. I, I think that's right. what that, because we were talking about professions. Yeah. That was the context of the conversation. Yeah. So adding context to it, it was all about profession. professional, like paid yeah. work. Yeah. That's, that's, that's definitely the context. Yeah. I, I would say like, I mean, the easiest thing to lean into, uh, this is kind of a shitty example because, um, specifically the context of what we were talking about but like i mean like the stay-at-home mom and or dad like i'll be honest when i was young like i would i've like you can ask my mom this when i was in grade six to eight my number one thing is i hope i can be a stay-at-home husband i was just like at that point i was working with kids a lot and i was like i love fucking working with kids and i love to cook i love to do shit around the house <laughs> that would be fucking perfect <laughs> obviously now you know Sorry, if I find a rich woman, I would not mind being a stay-at-home husband at all. Yeah, I was right, but you know, right. I don't know. Like, I'm a bit, I'm a bit jaded now. I think uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of, in, there's a little bit of insecurity. I, I can't, I can't let myself be removed from the earning equation for sure. <laughs> what do you mean, bro? You just gotta do, compensate with some man shit, you know? Okay? Hey, man, <laughs> like she, put, she's rich. You don't need to do shit. You know what I mean? That's, no, that's, but it's like. I don't know. Anyway, like I feel you guys know what I'm saying. Keep, keep it, yeah, we do. And like we're, we're talking, shit. we're just poking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, but you know what's the, the, the another example is like I think uh, there's a word for this, but there are people who essentially like they, this does require a little bit of initial capital, but they essentially like go off grid and they they just are able to survive. You know, like there's an initial investment, but they essentially like go off. They they farm their own shit. They own the land there. You know, they don't they're not even on like the grid system, like literally. So like they don't pay like power or anything. They don't pay tax because they kind of eat everything they grow. And that's also like a life, right? Like it's super extreme. But like that's what I mean by like detaching completely from work. Like you don't have to do that at all. That option there, I think, is available only in very specific parts of the world. I, I yeah. read this one thing one time, and it was like, if someone wants to like drop off the face of the earth, like disappear, you know, new identity, new everything, like disappear, get out somewhere and just like go off grid, like for real. It costs like anywhere between one to two billion dollars to be able to like just go and live for the rest of your life. What do you mean one to two billion dollars? Like who are these to people disappear so that these no one numbers? Can find you? The fuck? I know some dude that was like fucking in Alaska. I don't know this dude. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know this guy, <laughs> <laughs> <This> is... <laughs> I think we're talking about like like paying to, to have your opportunity, your identity removed. But you could also just be a completely unremarkable guy, and no one. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? This dude's like two billion. <laughs> that you you the... can go off grid, like in some suburb. <laughs> Why do you have to be a billionaire? Go off grid. I was like, that's like the craziest thing ever. Oh god. 
but yeah, no, dude, I you know, like, I, I feel like it's it's kind of fucked up, right? Because obviously we live in a world of numbers and like influence and stats and all this shit. And I think one of the most fucked up thing is like you know, girls will see like a video where first of all, whether or not the video is true or not is up for, is probably not. You know, it's just, it's a stage video, but it's like. Oh yeah, you know, I'm like fucking 18 years old and I'm dating a 45 year old man and he pays me like a, a million dollars or whatever. So now they get in their head that like this is the type of value that needs to exist, right? But honestly, like there's a lot of value to like going on a free date in the park. You know what I mean? It's like that same like I think like line of thinking applied to your career and the value of your life. Like you start thinking that it has to be a numbers thing, but it's like it, it really doesn't. Like my grandpa, I think, is the happiest person I ever know, and like. His literal mission every day is he wakes up. He's like, I'm going to figure out what I'm going to cook for the day by going to the market. I'm going to make sure I do some sort of physical activity. He usually dances in the park with a bunch of old ladies. And then he just chills. That's it. Hmm, And I think he's like genuinely the happiest person. Like I've actually like I met like physically, you know, like maybe there's happier people you watch. But like anyway, it's all about doing something that fulfills you. You can take as much time as you need to figure that out. All right. That being said, we are at time and let's do our community highlights. We'll do them a little bit differently. So each of us can take a couple minutes or a few moments, maybe not a couple minutes, uh, to go through anything interesting that you read, listened to, seen, or eaten or watched. So who wants to go first? Luke? Oh, really good question. I'm not sure, actually. All right. Um, did, did I did I shout out Sopranos last week? You shout out Sopranos a while ago. Okay, I shout out The Crown now. It's actually a really good show. Not really too fond of The Queen, but, you know, I'll shout them out. Uh, you know, they're, they're doing their thing. Um, I'm still reading the same book, so I don't really have anything new from there. But just shout out, like, Ukrainian food. Shout out pierogies, man. Like, we went to Ukrainian Fest this weekend, and we had some dope ass pierogies that filled me the fuck up too might I add um, but um, actually for the first time I took the boys to uh, an Iranian restaurant like my, my like my favorite Iranian restaurant too it's funny we were talking about taking people to our favorite restaurants um, I actually did that and you guys loved it apparently so I, that made me very happy but it's North Restaurant 100 Steels Avenue uh, in North York It's uh, it was great I hope you guys liked it. It was a lot of food. Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed it. Like, I enjoyed the kebabs, the chicken. I feel like I enjoy Iranian, uh, Iranian food a lot. Um, Dude, that was, that was absolute fire, man. Genuinely some of the best grilled chicken I've ever had in my life. Amazing. So, yeah, go check that out. And then in terms of songs, like, uh, shout out Adamola for putting us on these. But uh, Butterscotch by Robotaki. Jamie Fine and I think that's Falcone. I'm not too sure. Where and then there's another one. It's like Look at Me Now, La Russell and Tope from the Marlin Seven uh, tape. Okay, I'll, I'll put those down. Those I, those were brand new to me, but they were pretty good, so I saved them. All right, who's next? Oh uh, yeah, I could go. Um, books. I ain't been reading shit. Um, <laughs> go read, kids. It's good. Uh, let's see. Shows to watch and shit to watch. I don't know. Someone was trying to get me on the conjuring. I wasn't really like, you know, like into like I wasn't like my I wasn't paying as much attention, but it seemed like a cool movie. So the the conjurings plus the nuns. 
I hear they're all decent. Uh, yeah, like whatever the nun franchise slash conjuring, whatever. So yeah, we're throwing that in there. Um, for music, uh, what do I have? So yeah, I have Loje. Loje is back again with Whoop. a single. It's called Leader. Go check that out. Uh, it's, 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 it's nice. It's, it's a nice bop. Um, Wizkid also dropped a song called Bad to Me. Um, oh yeah. Was, we were listening to Luke and I were listening to that in the car the other day. Yeah, yeah. release radar. Yeah, that's 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 a nice little bop. Um, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure if I shouted this out. I hope I did, but yeah, I know like Ola reminded me. I probably did, but like once again, just check it out. Detroit. Oh yeah, you did. 24k golden. Yeah, uh, Big Sean dropped the Detroit tape. So yeah, go check that out. Yeah, bumping that. Oh um, shit! Wow. Yeah, he re-released it. So. Uh, yeah, and oh, okay. I was gonna shout this out. Uh, we went to go see a comedy show called uh, "Things Things Black Girls Say." I will say, like you know, like uh, you know, they, they need all the help they can. Well, not all the help, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just gonna use my platform to help. Like it was, in fairness, like it was <laughs> things black girls say. The funniest guy to me was uh, me and my girl. We agreed the consensus was the brown guy was the funniest. <laughs> so. <laughs> Like, yeah, like, yeah, it's, it's kind of like an open mic. I don't know if, like, and the host is a black girl and she just says shit, I guess. That's kind of like, but it was oh, actually, so that's all it was. So the yeah. whole the whole theme wasn't around, like, things black girls say, like, no. it was different comedians coming yeah, up. Yeah, it was different night. comedians coming up and, like, it's just the host, like, that's a black girl. But, yeah, it was dope. And then, like, it was kind of cool. There weren't that many people. There was, like, two or three couples there. And, yeah, we were, like, the stars of the show. So, <laughs> yeah, that's that was always fun. But, yeah, go check them out. I believe it's Comedy Bar. Uh, somewhere, yeah, comedy bar, Some yeah, horse, down man. here in Toronto. So yeah, go check that out. Dope, dope. Look at Jinx, you, you owe us, a, you owe me a soda. Fuck you, cuties. <laughs> okay, wow. Yeah, that's aggressive. getting cut out. <laughs> that's getting cut the fuck out. <laughs> aggressive, but all right, it's your turn. He's already gone. I don't. I don't really think I have any, bro. I don't want to be disingenuous. Um, well, I'll give a re shout out because Chainsaw Man is going to be coming out. Um, pretty actually, I don't think next week, but in, in a few weeks on Netflix, I believe actually, which is pretty insane. Um, besides that, um, hmm, let me think. I want to give a shout out to some food YouTubers I watch because I don't think I've ever actually done that. And these guys are genuinely like really, really important to me. Um, and I think they're a little bit more atypical. I want to shout out Adam Ragusia. He's actually like a university professor uh, down in the US. Um, he has a very scientific approach to cooking. Um, and I think he does a really, really good job. And the other guy I want to shout out is J. Kenji Lopez, which if you know anything about like the food community, especially on YouTube, he's like kind of like the OG godfather there. So I'll just give a shout out to them too. Yay. Woohoo. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Three Wise Guys podcast. Arya just ruined a perfect glass of brandy. Like, I'm just out here. Geez. What? I'll drink it. I want to drink it now. Like, I freaking it. ruined it. But yeah, sorry. Three Wise Guys. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Wait, why did he ruin it? He's just, it's just sitting there, but I'm going to drink and it. And all the ice is melted. Three keeps. That's okay. All right. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening (laughs) to another episode of the Three Wise Guys podcast. I'm here with Tweedledee and Tweedledum. We'll see you next time. Bye. (laughs)
<laughs> one love. <laughs> one love. One love. <laughs>